When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're welcome. Welcome. Hey, listen, you don't have to thank me for keeping the toilet seat down. <laughs> That's how we're going to kick this podcast off, Frank baby. No Michael editing Smith, right baby. there. Frank Michael Smith, let's do this. What's going on, guys? Let me just get my mic going. Hold on. Yeah, you buddy. Get the camera going. Wow, you got to see that. Got to see that beautiful face. That's the moneymaker right wow. there. Wow. Wow. We're live now. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do are, it, man. Are you coming to us from live from the West Coast? Live from Pittsburgh. Just had dinner. Hey. Cheers. Hey. Back, back, back in the bird. What, what, what'd you have there? What, what's the delicacy in Pittsburgh? A uh, little wine. Got the metallic uh, ice cubes. Ooh. Chardonnay. Ooh. Rob, this guy is classy. I knew Chardon- from the get-go. Yeah, class, 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 class. class Got to class, class it up. Yeah. Now, let me up. ask you, before that. we get going on this podcast, my uh, unbelievable fiance, every year for the Super Bowl, cooks a meal based on the two teams. So this year we had Kansas City barbecue and Philadelphia cheesesteaks. If Pittsburgh is in it, there's some sort of, is there a sandwich with like fry? What is like Pittsburgh food? Yeah, so the sandwich is like the Permani sandwich, which is really good. I love it. It's got the – it does have like coleslaw and French fries, and like I get – I like to have the Capicola one, and it has cheese on it. But really like the best part of that sandwich is the bread. It's that fresh, fluffy, white Italian oh. bread. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's what makes it. But uh, Pittsburgh food, like there's a lot of Polish influence. Like this meal I had tonight was goulash. It's like mm. one of the few things I enjoy making, which is like, it's different. Like it's adapted a lot, but it's basically like tomato soup, tomato sauce and ground beef, like meatloaf mix. But mm. yeah, like pierogies is a big thing here. Um, I don't know. I, I love it. Like we have, we have surprisingly good food in Pittsburgh. A lot of nice restaurants too. And on top of it, some of the best stadiums in sports. Well, people are indifferent on Heinz Field, Acrisure. But PNC Park, there's no debating. It's amazing. Uh, PN- PNC Park, Frank, it, it's literally our top five ballpark right there. It's number five. Yeah, it's in it's the country. Beauty. It's like, honest, there's times where I wish that we, it wasn't so nice because if it wasn't so nice, maybe fans would stop showing up and they'd actually have to invest in the team and like win games <laughs> to show up. It's kind of like a, a curse, but uh, it's beautiful. You can't beat it. Yeah, I remember, uh, you know, sitting back uh, behind home plate, eating some food and just going, oh, oh, shoot, there's there's actually a game going on. I was just admiring that view. <laughs> it's, it's so nice and it's easy to get to. It's in the North Shore of Pittsburgh. Like, I live in the suburbs. I live in Fox Chapel. I can get there in 10 minutes. Oh, that's glorious. Dude, that's awesome, man. Well, welcome let's, to the podcast. Uh, for this thing going. For our listeners, Frank Michael Smith, we got here, TikTok and Instagram sports influencer. This man has 1.7 million followers on TikTok. A small city basically follows Frank, Frank Michael Smith, and uh, any 100,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, Frank, what, what you do with your 
Instagram and TikTok is unbelievable. You capture stories in 90 seconds in an extremely creative way. And it, you and I were texting before you did a little clip on us, which was awesome. And our listeners loved it. Our friends and family loved it. Uh, but it's just unbelievable. Well, thank you. That's a very kind intro. And it's, it's funny you put it into the city sense. I was thinking about that when I first started. I was like, oh, my God, I have 30,000. Like, that's a stadium. So to see it be like <laughs> 1.7 million now is a small city. It's incredible. And, and it's like only going up. It's only going up. So it's going to well, be Well, there's it. YouTube, too. You didn't mention YouTube, but it's 1.3. So I imagine a lot of this them are Disrespectful the right over here with, with not mentioning well, yeah, YouTube. Yeah, your, your video is doing really well on YouTube. I had to give it a shout out. Dude, it that's sure awesome, is. man. I haven't I haven't seen it on YouTube, so I'll check that out. But on uh, TikTok, that was awesome to see it it pump. Uh, I think it's got like six or 700,000 views or something like that. It's a hit. It's a hit. I knew like, I mean, I knew the whole time and we, this is a long time in the making, but I, I knew the whole time was a great story. It was just a matter of getting it done, doing it the right way. You're a busy guy, Frank. And uh, we appreciate you carving out some time to join us here on the brothers Brant podcast. We started doing this a few years back when uh, COVID first started. And uh, the whole premise of it is really to tell our stories, which you as Rob articulated, put into a quick 90 second piece about us traveling around the country, going to sporting events with the people we love. And uh, we wanted to learn a little bit more about you. And uh, we wanted our listeners to kind of dive deep on on who you are and how you've gotten to where, you, where you're at and, and what's next for you. So break it down for us. You're, you're from Pittsburgh. Is that right? Yeah. You want me to go way back? I can, I can give you some sports history on the Smith family. Absolutely. Hell yeah, dude. We're going to, we're going to go deep into the vault. (laughs) Okay. All right. So growing up, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I I still do that. (laughs) My, my great grandfather was a big league player and not just a big league player, but like an absolute character. He's, He's an old legend in Pittsburgh. His name's Greenfield, Jimmy Smith. And he was basically a utility player. He was the guy that you had in your team that was basically there because he was going to aggravate the other team. Like there used to be a lot of fights in the MLB. It was a thing. Like now it's like, oh my God, the bench is cleared, but nothing really happens. It used to be like almost like hockey. So Greenfield Jimmy was a guy you want on your side. He wasn't very big, but he was a total agitator. Um, he played for a couple teams, but one of them was the Reds and they made the World Series in 1919. So if you know anything about that World Series, that's Black the rigged Sox. one. He couldn't lose. So <laughs> he, he won He won the World Series, which is amazing. It's the most what? famous World Series yeah. or infamous, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. And that's kind of where it starts. Uh, his daughter, Mary Louise, uh, ended up marrying a guy named Billy Kahn, who, well, I mean, shocking that we have both of these in my family. Like, I wish I was blood related to Billy. I'm not. But he ended up becoming the light heavyweight champion of the world and going on to fight Joe Lewis for the heavyweight title. Infamously lost that fight, like has him beat and then like gets too cocky, tries to knock him out, whatever. Famously loses that fight. But the point of this all is like, you know, most of my stories are about sports. This is basically like what my whole dad side of my family does. Like we talk about sports growing up, we played sports, um, we watched sports. So that was, I mean, it's really like in my blood, like this is, not just something like I like to do. It's just like what 
what my family likes to do. I love hearing that. That is so freaking cool. I love the history. What sports did you play growing up? I'm sure you probably played through high school. You look athletic. And I just want to jump in here before you answer, Frank. I don't want to gloss over the fact that uh, your your grandfather had uh, the coolest name ever, Greenfield Jimmy. The, so that's I, a section of Pittsburgh. It's called Greenfield. So he like it's like <laughs> like. Jesus oh, I thought that was his name the whole time. I was like, dude, I, I wanted to be friends with Greenfield. Like, I think back then, that was like how nicknames went. Like you just like <laughs> took that neighborhood. So heck, I think I might name my first child Greenfield Jimmy, Jimmy. Brand. <laughs> Jimmy's got a great the middle name. <laughs> all right go on what what sports did you play growing up a lot growing up like i even played like you know like the little soccer games and you grow up but when i really got serious about it i played basketball and golf um i was never bulky enough to really be a football player but i love football um and i played a ton i couldn't ever play hockey hockey's really big in pittsburgh but we played a ton of roller hockey um just like amongst friends like those are some Hell of my yeah, fondest dude. memories actually like we used little, to get really little street hockey street hockey but we also had a local place we could go to that had like high fences and it was like built for roller hockey outside so we just get awesome. just checking just like or no checking no checking but there was also like no line switching you'd be skating for like an hour and a half <laughs> <laughs> probably a um, killer cast Oh my God. It was like the best <laughs> workout ever. Those are some of my favorite days. We we played for a long time. It was almost like pickup basketball where like you could play deep into college. So who's your hockey yeah. idol? Was it Lemieux? Was it uh Crosby? Uh, no. So I'm really blessed. I'm 28 right now. So in 2004, Roethlisberger gets drafted and he, he gets drafted out of Miami, Ohio. That's where I went to college. So later down the line, even better. But, you know, he stays in the team for 20 years. 2005, Sig gets drafted. Same thing, and he's still playing. So, like, I really timed this out perfectly. And, of course, they've both won championships. It's just the Pirates. It's the only one that I'm missing right there. (laughs) You know what? Both those franchises did so good over the last, like, two decades or three decades, some could say, that, uh, man, forget about the baseball. It's already a victory. Two out of three, you got it. We can't forget about it. It's impossible. It's like I'm I'm dying to know what it feels like to have a competitive team. And the, the years that we were good, like 2013, I was in college and doing other things. I couldn't really experience it. You know, it's funny you should say that. Before that we started recording, we were the three of us chopping it up about how great that stadium is, PNC there right on the water. And uh, when Rob and I started our sports road trip, it was in 2013 that we decided to drive from New Jersey out to Dyersville, Iowa, which which is 13 straight hours. You'd have to be psychotic to drive 13 straight hours, throw the ball around, and then come home. So what we mapped out was 10 games in 10 days. And on the final day of the sports road trip, which you would get a just absolute kick out of being from Pittsburgh, is we went into the last day of the road trip. It was a Sunday, the last day of the regular season. The Pittsburgh Pirates were going to the postseason They were hosting the Cincinnati Reds in the afternoon, final game of the season. And then that night was Sunday night football, and the Steelers were hosting, at the time, they were 2-0, taking on the 2-0 Chicago Bears. So we were able to walk across the parking lot and get both Pittsburgh games in that night to complete our 10 games in 10 days trip. You guys are crazy. Like, I know you're probably the only ones in Pittsburgh that went to both those games that night. <laughs> That's impossible. No, no one does that. 
Well, what was fun about our trips too is we would dress the part. So we had all our pirates swag on during the afternoon. And then as soon as the game was over, we switched into our Steelers stuff and and Rob ended up hanging out with the owner that night. <laughs> yeah, Art Art oh, Rooney Jr. Oh, nice, nice. Uh wait, so Art Rooney Jr. is the the one that's like kind of older now or his son? Um, he's older. He's older. Yeah, it's the older, yeah, the older one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean absolute icon that's amazing i don't know how you guys pull this stuff off you just you dress the part and you walk with confidence just like i said in the video but that's amazing like yeah people of pittsburgh dream of doing that so let me ask you this i know our listeners would be interested i mean you're absolutely fascinating i've got some questions that i want to ask about your pieces that you've put together like what's your favorite documentary or little piece that you've done story uh i'd have to think about it longer but like the the one that comes to memory in in recent times is the Barry Bremen one. You guys, your your idol. That yeah. was such a hit. <laughs> I like that one so much because I love the story. I love what he represents. It was so much fun to do. I thought the edits came out amazing. But it was the only one ever to blow up on Instagram. The only one that it has five million views on Instagram. Like I, my notifications were blowing up. And wow. Like, Instagram Reels has been such a challenge for me. Not that the other ones haven't, but this is this one lags behind. Like you gave the numbers at the beginning, Rob. That to see that one blow up gave me so much confidence. Um, and I think there might be an opportunity to to dive deeper into that one and and build out maybe more of a long form script around Barry. So I love it. How do you come up with these ideas? Like, um, is it all just like kind of word of mouth, or something pops into your mind, or you read about something? Like, where does it like? get to the next level where it's like, all right, I heard about this. Let me put something together. Yeah. I get asked that question a lot. Like the, the easiest answer is we have an amazing team. I'm not just like an individual creator. We have 10 video editors. We have writers, we have producers. My writer comes up with a lot of the ideas, but I think he would say the same thing that like, it's not a matter of just like scouring the internet. You might be watching TV and you get inspired and write it down. You might be reading a book. You might be, you know, I've had people DM me before with good ideas. 99% of the time, they're terrible ideas, but sometimes they're good. <laughs> we, we, we fell into that 1%. So. <laughs> yeah, you do, actually. But people, people will be like, um, uh, you should do a story about John Morant. And I'm like, you know, like familiar here. Like you've been following me for a long time. Like I don't do the trending news stuff. I never do. Like why? what is the story? So for us, our favorite uh, podcast episode prior to this one, because this one's going to go down as like the goat, is we wow. had wow, wow, I'm Frank. I, it's all I, it's I, off... I listen to your podcast. You've had some amazing guests on. That's a that's a big sentence. It's off to a hot start. <laughs> it's off to a hot start. All right, it can only go down from here. <laughs> wow, <laughs> just downhill. <laughs> so we had Jim Nance on our podcast uh, last year before the Masters, doing a preview and. Um, it was an absolute blast having our, our icon on. And then I come across your story about him with the ties. Tell me about like, how did you oh, hear about that? One. And then walk our listeners through what you did and the whole, tell the listeners about it. All right. So to explain the story first, Jim Nance um, is amazing. And uh, that's your episode with him was great. And he was going through a tough time with his dad. I mean, he's even written a whole book about it, um, which is a great read. So he was calling the Final Four. Florida had just won. Corey Brewer was on the floor, and coincidentally, he was having 
uh, you know, a tough time with his father as well. And in just an act of symbolism, Jim gave him his tie uh, because the tie represented just like very fatherly things to him. His dad taught him how to tie a tie. It's just it's just a nice, cool thing. There's really like not much more to it. It was just a gracious gesture and gift. And who who wouldn't want that from Jim Nance? Like, if you're familiar at all with basketball, like, which I assume a lot of the guys in the Final Four are, you know, like, you don't have to be a serious historian to know Jim Nance is and to respect him. That's a cool gift. So he does this and he keeps on doing it, eventually becomes public. And he gets mocked by Twitter, which is so sad. It was like, oh, here's Jim Nance giving away his tie. And like, Twitter just has a field day. It becomes a thing, like who's he going to give the tie to? And then a bunch of memes are made about it, and she just he just stopped. So um, I hear this is his final year, which is why the video made a lot of sense to make. And I ended it by saying, you know, Jim, I hope you dust one off for old time's sake and 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 go out like that because it's um, it's a meaningful gift. We have some sources so, here that can yeah. confirm this is going to be his final year, which is so fitting because the final four is going to take place in Houston, which is where he went to college. His alma mater happens to be number one in the country. They could cut down the nets. It'd be a perfect storyline to wrap up his career along the, you know, final four March madness sidelines there, but your story, man, like I love that. And we're huge fans of him, but um, to get like behind the scenes about how it started and why it stopped and hopefully brings it back. Like your pieces are just awesome. And that one I think resonated with us. You know, there's some pieces that I'm like, this is a hit. And I knew like the Barry Bremen one, I knew right away, like that's a hit because it has these elements of like crime and sneakery and like us against them. And the the small guy, like yeah, whatever I can do. I'm a storyteller. I know when I see it, and there's other ones where I'm like, I like this, but I've, I'm really not sure it's going to do well. And the Jim Nance one fell into that category. I'm like, this is a bit of an opinion piece. It's a very obscure story. Like, I really don't think anyone's going to care about this, but I like it, so let's do it. It did really well. It did well, so, f- so much better than I thought. I got a follow-up question about that. Like, w- all right, two things. One, let's say you're playing. You said you played some hoops. You're out there. You cut down the nets. Jim walks over, gives you the tie. What are you doing with the tie? Are you wearing the tie out? Is it going to be something that you kind of hold on to, frame with a piece of the net? Where do you put the tie as far as, you know, where does that stand on your accolades? You'd have to be really looking. I don't know. Like putting it on at that moment would be weird. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't Because you have like, you're sweaty and you have the championship shirt on and you have the hat they just gave you. I wouldn't, I might like just drape it over my shoulder for the time being. And, and then I'm framing it for sure. Or like getting Jim to sign it. I think that's a great answer. You're not going out to dinner with it the next week. You're not going to put it on. Nothing like that. It's not like wearing a signed Jersey. You don't do that. No, I think it's something you frame. I think that who has a frame tie, that'd be very unique. Yeah. That, and it's that would be vineyard vines. Cause that's his sponsor. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I it's probably their nicest one. Jim's a classy guy. He's got his own line. I'm surprised they haven't come out with a line for you yet. <laughs> no, just hoodies, man. Look at this. The Rhino Gang. Come on. Dude, love the Rhino say, Gang. That thing is fire, dude. And it looks comfortable. Thank like, you. it looks warm. Like, if I'm in Pittsburgh and it's snowing right now, that's what I want to put on. 
You could wear. This was you a limited one. Usually, I wear the black one, but I'll have to get you guys some Rhino Gang hoodies. Would we love the Rhino that, Gang. 100%. Yeah, yeah. You could rock this, that this one summer, from like when we, September. When we meet up in South Jersey, I'm gonna yeah. have hoodies for you guys. 100%. Yeah, man. We're gonna I'm have make... to tee it up on the links. Let's do it. We'll so, have to. We'll have to get you out on Galloway National. Galloway is the right by Atlantic City. Okay, never played it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> When Rob goes to Atlantic City, he oftentimes leaves a lot of golf balls and his dignity. So if he's going with you, you're going to have to help him bring one of the two back. Yeah, a lot of money's left there. A lot of money. <laughs> no, no, no promises, but I'm getting my game right this summer. This is the summer, like, I'm committing to it. My swing's been broken for five years. I'm back this summer. Yeah, you said, you said you played golf uh, growing up. What? How long did you play golf for when you were a kid? Like, the, I mean, I played golf since I was really young. I played golf, like, I'm... Relative to most people, I'm a good golfer, but I only play to about like a 10 or 11 right now. Like it's not, I'm not great. Uh, but I started playing when I was like five. Dude, that's extremely uh, respectable. No, I, I'm good. I have a nice swing. I just have to fix some things. And I haven't, I mean, I've been really focused on my business. Not that I'm not going to be this summer, but uh, I just joined a club here in Pittsburgh. It's like three minutes from my house. You, so. you joined Oakmont? Oakmont? No, not Oakmont. <laughs> Pittsburgh Field Club. Okay. I have a lot of friends at Oakmont, though. They're, it's not far away. It's a great course. It's it's amazing. Um, How many times but, have you played Oakmont? Uh, probably three or four. Okay, cool. Yeah, we have, like, inter-club matches sometimes. And, like, when we were kids, we'd have, like, this inter-match league and everything like that. But, you know, the truth of it is in, in basketball and golf, like, when I was a kid, I I love playing sports. But... I I never truly committed to it in the in the way that you needed to to be like great, um, and like I I wanted to I just never I don't know it never happened where I like I had the correct training or like mindset and improvement like it never happened so I I found like I think about this much more now when you know I, I've put so much effort into being an expert at my craft is video editing, storytelling. Like I know what it takes to work on this every single day and improve. And now I can compare it. And I'm like, Oh wow. Like I, I didn't even put in close to the amount of work I needed to. So like I look, I was a good player for basketball and golf, but I was not great. Frank, talk about your craft here and your team. You've mentioned them a few times now on the podcast. What are you guys working on? What are some big projects? What's the future have in store for y'all? Yeah, so if, for anyone who hasn't seen or experienced my stuff, it's mo- they, it's probably short form video that that I would show you right off the bat. Like that is what I'm known for: sixty second paces, uh, reels, shorts, TikToks. But we have done some longer stuff. And that's going to be a big focus for the remainder of 2023 and hopefully the future. Uh, the London piece, which I don't know if you guys saw, but a piece I'm really, really proud of. It's about the NFL potentially expanding to London. Um, Goodell's yeah. come out and said that I saw, I that, saw that is one. happening. And he, he wants not just a team, but it wants a division. So I saw this and I was like, wow, that there's a lot there. Like I can make a long form video about this. And I've never been to London, so that's a great excuse to go to London. So I hop on a plane. I go to London. I completely dedicate myself to this video for you know three, four days of filming, but we did a ton of research beforehand. Have a script, go there, film it, do the thing, 
video editing team is a huge challenge for them too. And I'm, you know, step-by-step step in the process with them, picking videos we're inspired from, picking the sounds. I mean, it is, there's is so much more to it than a short video. This video ended up being like, I want to say like 11 minutes. I could be wrong, but you know, we, we put a ton of effort into our short videos. Those are about 12 hours of labor for one minute. So imagine what it is for, for 12 minutes, you know, and, and it's our first yeah. go. This isn't something that we have down yet. So, you know, that is, it is basically, the, it is the same craft to answer your question. It's just expanding on it, you know, figuring out new ways um, to be creative, to test new spaces, because, you know, as, as much as I love short form, it's like the minor leagues. It's the minor leagues and I'm great at it, but I'm like, I see myself as a, like a great minor leaguer right now. You know, I, I need that call up to the bigs and that's what the long form video is. And it's, it's, you know, long form video, like long form YouTube is not the only way to go about it. That could be writing a screenplay that could be, um, doing a podcast. It could be a- any of these things where you're on camera or you're on the microphone for longer than one minute. Rob and I, we work the masters every year where it was on the practice putting green. And we got a chance to interact last year and over the last few years with uh, these folks from um, I think it's Netflix. They're doing the full swing documentary. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it's kind of an inside look on the PGA tour. And uh, yeah, I mean, geez, I just could totally see you having pieces on all these different streaming services. And I love your obsession with quality. Anything you've ever put out there, has been high quality and I just, yeah, give you a lot of credit. And I think we just really appreciate how dedicated you are to it. I mean, not just our piece, but all of your pieces that you've done has just been like a plus all around. Well, thank you. I, that it is like, it is such a core principle of what I set out to do. Um, you know, before I started making these videos, I, I I've been making videos a long time, by the way, like, I grew up in a yeah. Tell tell book. tell our listeners how it all started. I mean, I we kind of know the story just from interacting you over the past year, but love to. Well, it's been like I remember for Christmas one year, I got this janky camera called a Digital Blue, and it had its own editing software. It's it's so 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 bad, like unbelievably bad, but cool enough that a kid it was like well marketed on Nickelodeon. You know, I think that's why I asked for it. So, <laughs> <laughs> like it was it was cool though, and. Like we would get together as kids in the neighborhood and like make movies when we weren't like playing pickup basketball and sledding or stuff like that. Like we had such a good time as kids, but I was always a director. Like I would create the storyline. I was never in them. I was always behind the camera. And that was like just a fun experience for me. So when YouTube came out in like 2007, 2008, I hopped on it immediately. And I was like only, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old. So I would make mixes just to learn the editing software. Like I, some of my earliest videos were like LeBron James ultimate highlight mix. And I'm not, I'm not in the video, but I edited it and like put a Jay-Z song behind it, you know? (laughs) So that was like my, that was my entrance into digital video and like, you know, being a publisher. So I've been at it a long time. So like it, you know, whatever, I'll fast forward a lot here. Um, When I got out of college, and that wait, let me let me go back for a second though. That channel was do successful. whatever you want to do. This is about you. Wait, wait, talk about whatever that you cha- want. Anyone who was on YouTube back then knows that like having 800 subscribers was like dope, and that's what I had. And like I thought a lot, I was like 
oh my god like this is like going so well like 800 subscribers yeah. at one point at 1.3 million now <laughs> like 800 was so sick and i was like you know this is great whatever copyright suspended like my channel got deleted because they didn't have like the copyright stuff like they have today all i did was use music i didn't do anything bad but anyway r.i.p to that channel fast forward all the way to um graduating college i I got a job at clutch points which is a sports media company in los angeles i moved out there for four years not that there's anything wrong with this this is their business not mine but they had no emphasis on quality everything was about volume get it out there like who cares and and i understand why a lot of companies think this way especially in digital media space because things don't stand the test of time like really it's only long-form youtube videos that become evergreen and get recycled you know everything you see on instagram is within a week old same thing with tiktok pretty much um you know they all kind of work this way snapchat too they play to the algorithm like that but it crushes your creativity you're like if i can't focus on making something that's gonna stand the test of time or is quality or that we really like care about like then eventually i'm gonna be done with it so what i set out to do was create videos that I would share that I am proud of. Like that was the lens I looked at it through when I first started. I was like, I like this story. I think it's interesting. I would share this with my friends and I'm proud of the way it looks and I'm not going to sacrifice those. And we're like a thousand videos deep now. It's truly incredible. And we're very grateful to be one of those thousand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yours is a hit. There's no denying that video is a hit. (laughs) <laughs> that's amazing i love that and then oh go on rick no no take it take it away brother no, no i was just i was just gonna ask so the long form you know what's the what does success look like for you five years ten years down the road with like everything that you've accomplished now but with like the long form tell me what that looks like well the london video is the best example um you know what i could see happening is that video like i said is maybe 11 minutes long um, I'm a huge fan of like, you know, uh, to put it in perspective, like I talked about the principles being like quality and all these things I just talked about, but it also should be educational. Like I, I had this principle that if you're going to be on your phone, which is like obviously not a great habit to be on your phone all day. And I know that's what I do for a living. Then like you might as well learn something while you're at it is kind of the, the approach I have. Yeah. Um, learn something or, or be inspired or I don't know, but there should be some positive effect. You know, I shouldn't just be making like mind numbing videos here. So I try to make them entertaining and educational. Um, a show that comes to mind that does a great job of this in long form, because that's what you asked uh, is Anthony Bourdain's show. Huge fan of his. Uh, I think that there's the, the food one where he travels around, going around to all the different places with food. Yeah, and no reservations, and he had another one that yeah. had a different name, but they were basically the same show. Um, his show was basically about, like, food. You know, he's a, he's a trained chef, and his book's amazing if you've never read it, um, Kitchen Confidential. He's, an, he's a very accomplished chef. So a lot of people think of him as, like, oh, the food guy. His show was never about food. It was about experiencing different cultures through the lens of the food. So I, I really think mm. there's an opportunity for me to do this with sports. And 
my London video is a great example where I, I go to London and I talk about sports and the NFL and how this is going to work and their long thought out plan of 50 years of expanding to Europe. But I'm also there showing you London. I'm also I'm getting a I'm getting a pint. I'm having a you know a fish. I'm having I'm going to the game. I'm 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 hanging out with the people in London. Like I'm on the subway at the tube. Like it's also a bit of like a travel experience culture show. So yeah. I think there's a great like opportunity for me to do this and to do more of them. Probably have to stretch them out to like 30 minutes or so. Um, and maybe at some point we get picked up by something like Netflix and we can do our own version of full swing, you know, something like this. Frank That's Michael awesome. Smith, we love having you on this podcast. We are cheering you on brother. We are so excited for all the success that you've had. I've got a couple of fun questions that I want to wrap this podcast up with. Rob is going to ask you one and then we're going to jump into it. Hey, look, if you ever need someone or two brothers, to uh, explore football games, college football games. Oh, yeah. I think I think you might I have wanna, us right here get with on the, the trifecta. Field, I know to call. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we can do some tailgate and all that stuff. <laughs> you need access. Yeah. You let us know. Just send us your suit size. I just need size. access to your suit guy. That's the only guy I need to talk to. <laughs> tell, me, tell me who gets your suits, and that, that'll be enough. And the closet looks like a rainbow. It just you swap them in and out. Whatever, whatever team you're going to go see. <laughs> all right. So I got two fun questions here. One is if they're if there's uh, one sporting event that you could go to that, uh, you know, if you want to go with the brothers brand, fine, bring us along. If you want to go with any of your buddies, what's a, a major bucket list sporting event that you haven't been to yet that you are just dying to get to, and maybe you'll incorporate into a long video. I want to go to the Steelers Super Bowl. Like I, I don't really care about going to the Super Bowl. I want to go with the Steelers in the game like that. I was I was old enough to go when the Steelers were there in 06 and 08 or was that game technically technically in 09 I don't know but those two Super Bowls like I was 5th grade and ninth grade or 8th grade maybe but I didn't go and you know of course I didn't I'm a kid but I really 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 want to experience that that is the team I care about the most I really love the Steelers so I need to see that um, but maybe a different one. Like my second answer might be, uh, I would, I would, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm, this is going to happen in three years, but I'm pumped to go to the world cup in America. And not, I'm not even really a big soccer guy, but it's just so cool. We are too. We're, we're not huge soccer fans. I mean, maybe Rick, I'm not a huge soccer fan. Rick, Rob I, played I, division I, one soccer. So soccer. he likes soccer. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we're hyped up to go to that. Maybe we'll go to a game with you. I'm down in Dallas. They awarded us a city. I think Philadelphia. Philadelphia uh, has it by you guys. Um, that's so awesome, my, man. My girlfriend is from Brazil, uh, from Sao Paulo, and I was there during this World Cup, not in wow. Qatar, in Sao Paulo, and it was like a very cool experience to be with the people there. They're the favorites, and I'm watching the World Cup matches in the city that's or the, the country that's most known for soccer in their biggest city downtown on the big screen. I was like, this is so cool right now. And they, they just destroyed South Korea in that game. Everyone's going nuts. And I was like, Oh my God, like I can't wait to do this in person. So I really want to see Brazil play. Of course, you, the U S too, but I want to go to Brazil. You've game. got the bug. I can just feel it through the <laughs> podcast right now. And, and the, how about the world cup championship match this past year? Probably one of the greatest soccer matches of all time. 
Oh my god, incredible. I'm thinking about doing a video about how that match sparked such like the attendance boom in the MLS. I think it's amazing. I love that, dude. That's yeah. awesome. All right. And then I got a hilarious last question that I think we'll all get a good laugh at because you have such a great sense of humor. You are able to laugh and have fun with what you do, which is so great. What was the biggest flop? What was the funniest video that you put together that you thought was going to be great? It was like the best thing you've ever done. And then done. Nothing. Like, what was it? And you uh, could say our, you could say ours, by the way. He already declared ours a hit. So. No. <laughs> No, it couldn't be yours. Because um, like Michael Jordan, you got to take shots and, you know, you're going to miss some. I think it has to be one of my long form videos. So like YouTube has this thing where if you subscribe to me and you subscribe to me on the shorts feed on YouTube, then you really don't get served my long form videos because they don't appear in there. It's not a very fair way to do it, but that's kind of how it works. So even though I have so many subscribers on YouTube, I struggle on long form because I don't post those videos. Anyway, it looks really embarrassing when you have 1.3 million subscribers and your long form video gets like 2,000 views. It's it's a, it's a gut punch. <laughs> so I I wanted to fix this so bad, and the London one was a hit. I know I've talked about that a bunch of times. That one yeah. has like 100,000 or something. And you know that was like probably my sixth try all of my tries before that were all flops and some of them were like ideas i thought were great like there was one i did about weight cutting in the ufc and mma where i'm like this is such a massive story like i can really give everyone like the full scoop on this and it just flopped it's like one of my worst performing videos ever i think it's a good video i think it's informational but it sucked it's such a failure Dude, I love laughing with you. It's like yeah. Thomas Edison with the light bulb. We found 10,000 ways not to make it, but all you got to do is find one. And you're you're on your way, brother. You are crushing it. We're so happy for you. We really appreciate you taking time out to come on to the Brothers Brant podcast today. I know we're going to stay in touch along this journey, and uh, we just wish you all the best, brother. Thank you, guys. It's, uh, it's great to be on. You guys are amazing. I love your story. Um, and I just have one shout-out before we go. I got well, yeah. to give a shout-out shout to Tommy Pants. Tommy Pants, a big shout-out to you. You know, we, we're all rooting for you in your photography career. And, uh, and give yeah. my man a follow. I'm not even going to plug my socials. Just follow Tommy Pants. <laughs> we, know we, can, we know where we can find you. And uh, we do appreciate Tommy bringing us all together. Uh, maybe one day all four of us will hit the links together. Who knows? Dude, that's <laughs> awesome. I love that. I, I got I to meet you and that guy in person. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell him the tea time in the summer and he'll probably join us. So, <laughs> Frank Michael Smith, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for coming for on the podcast. all you listeners out there, I'm Rick Brandt. And I'm Rob Brandt. We're the Brothers Brandt. Thanks for listening. Awesome, dude. Hey, Frank. Thanks again, man. Really appreciate you.